All right, dude. Cool. We on? Yeah, yeah. we're good. We're rolling. Sweet. Guess this is uh it's gonna be episode five. Yeah. Five. Episode five. Did you listen back to the Tommy episode yet? I did. Did you like it? I did. Yeah, it was good. There were there were some good gems in there. Yeah, um, I figure we should just start off the way we have some talking about our podcast in general. Uh, one thing I found out that I'm going to look a little more into is there are other podcasts with the name Figuring It Out. There's really only one other one that had it like released on most platforms, and it's not very popular. And we still got approved at Apple Podcasts and, and I think all the main ones, Spotify, I need to resubmit because I think I submitted too early. Yeah, well, I, I saw that when we like first originally talked about the figuring it out idea. Yeah. And most of them are like existential bullshit podcasts. Yeah. They're not like the same format that we have. So yeah. I think we'll be all right. As long as there's no trademark issues. That was all. Or just like, I mean, it, it doesn't really matter to, to us, but... If you're on the same platform, I assume they could be podcasts with the same name. They could be bands with the same name, right? Yeah. I don't, M- movies, I don't, anything. Yeah, okay, cool. As, uh, yeah, movies, long, that's a good example. Yeah, movies. As long, Maybe not movies. But as long as it's not trademarked. Yeah, you know, I've always wanted to start a TV show called The Office. Yeah, me too. You know, just a common name. I mean, we could come up with that. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, yeah, I wonder what the most ridiculous thing to have the same name is. Like, do you, can you think of, there's nothing like a big movie or a big TV show where there's like two with the exact same name. Sometimes with movies, it happens. Yeah. Movies, there are. Yeah. Bands. Can ban- you think of one off the top of your head though? Uh, not off the top yeah. of my head. Other than like remakes. Yeah. Well, that, they would, that makes sense. <laughs> they used the, the obvious. fucking God. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's one movie called Boy that I really love. The, it's this movie from New Zealand, and there's another movie named Boyd from this like year or two apart. Uh, but that, I mean, there are a bunch though. Like when you start looking up IMDb and like are like go, you know looking up movies, you'll see multiple results sometimes. Um, but our podcast, reflecting back on listening to it, uh, did you have any big takeaways from our latest episode or anything that you've noticed uh, episode to episode or? Oh, are you talking about in terms of progression or anything? That what were your thoughts listening to it? Tommy has lived a crazy life. Yeah, <laughs> he's an interesting guy. Because I, 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 I've never that was the first time I've met him. Yeah, he um he has a presence. He's a good. He takes control of a room. Um, you know, he, he's definitely a guy that people just kind of trust in, and he's capable yeah. in a lot of ways. Very I'll, smart. I'm gonna have to take care of this dog for a second. You're fine. Getting the paddle out. Are you pausing it? No, just keep it running. I got this. I'm holding the fort down while Steve is out. Come on, I'm just gonna. Oh, there he is. Oh, oh, oh. Diesel's in the studio. Hold on. (laughs) This could be quite the crazy episode. Should we mic him up? You want a mic, Diesel? We got a boxer in the studio. I love dogs. Man, I really do like dogs. Do you like dogs a lot? Yeah. Uh, nah, I hate dogs. That's why. Yeah. I well, I know you have. I mean, have you? You've always been a dog person because you got him in a weird way. Like somebody needed a home for the dog. You found out about it. Yeah, it's like a semi-rescue type. Yeah. Deal. I did the same thing recently, and boxers and American bulldogs pretty similar. 
we have a pretty similar situation with that. Somebody we knew wasn't able to fully handle the the dog or like you know the energy and the requirements. Yeah. I think American bulldogs are a little bit more chilled out than boxers are. Boxers are definitely a bit more anxious. Uh, my my dog Connor, he's pretty calm. When when new people come, he's I would say this bo- boxers might be a little bit less like physically um intense like he at least my dog plays very strong and aggressive yeah he's being nice but he would even play with a girl in a way that would be like dude you gotta chill that's how he is man he'll like he'll like growl and shit yeah and for people that aren't used to it they they think that he's being aggressive when really i mean he's just a big pussy when it comes down to it yeah yeah um okay so i was gonna say Unless, unless you were, were you in the middle of something when you went there? Uh, you talk about Tommy, right? No, nah, it's just, it was just Tommy and just his, his personality and presence overall is just very good. I mean, he, yeah. he, he's, he can, he can talk. Yeah. We, we could have done a three hour episode with him. Oh, easily. Well, he was just getting warmed up. And in yeah. the future when we have more listeners, you know, like that's something I remember listening back to it when I was like, all right, it's been this long. Like I was just saying in general, like eventually we have to wrap it up. That felt like a decent time. We had a really good episode with him. Yeah. And we didn't, um, we didn't know what his schedule was or right. what he had to do. I don't want to tie him up. But, uh, in general, man, I really love listening to like two, two and a half upwards to three hour podcast. If the conversation is rolling and good. Yeah. If it's, if it's if the content's good then yeah time doesn't really matter yeah and i think that if we especially as our show goes on i don't think there's any reason you have to listen to an entire episode especially if it's a guest episode it's not like there's going to be some sort of linear thing like there's a conclusion at the end or you're going to miss something big so it's like if there is a long episode i think people can a lot of times people tell me they listen to like part of a joe rogan episode yeah look i heard like yeah the first half that episode you know they weren't as glued but it's nice for everyone else to be able to go longer i'm just gonna have to stop petting him yeah or else he's gonna just keep going (laughs) it's hard for me not to pet a dog dude he he won't leave you alone as soon as you show him any affection yeah he you're fucked yeah um so something i thought of which was really nice so i've never done a full interview like style podcast and the the other podcast that I did I was the main talker I was like the main host he was the fight expert guy yeah, at yeah, the yeah. time because it was an MMA podcast and I was the one I was actually the one uh who started it up with the the comedian stuff I was doing and uh I had never interviewed anybody and it is very good that I've listened to podcasts over the years because I could imagine it would be a hard learning curve for me to not like interject in the middle of stuff as often and yeah. um, hijack people's stories. It happens. You hear it. <laughs> if I wasn't so triggered by others doing it, I think I would do it more often. It's also part partially comes with with aging. You kind of learn the ways that you offend people or things yeah. that you, you you're, you're more, more self aware more self aware of, of what you're saying and what you're not saying and how to say it right. But right. that's because like you, I've never interviewed anybody before, never. Yeah, and I was a little worried about having Tommy come in and it being like an interview as opposed yeah. to what it was and just kind of just the three of us just sitting around bullshitting. Which, those are the types of stuff that I like. Yeah. Get down. This talk, this is going to be the running thing. 
I, I imagine it's going to take another, we think seven minutes before he settles in. Seven minutes from now, 15 minute mark on the screen. Uh, we'll see. We'll bet. You're going to go over or under? I'll go over. Over. You, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm crossing my arms, oh, damn it. Never mind. Oh. Looks like you win. He's on the ah. bed. He's uh. like, I want to go back to my room. Okay. We can't narrate the dog for the listeners. That would be. That that's all we're doing. Oh, now he's scratching hey, dude, his head. There's a there's a fucking audience for everything. Maybe yeah. we could just uh, just narrate what dogs do. Dude, we were talking about it the other day um, about about how the Rob and Joe show. I was curious if they said anything about uh, you know because they they do that a lot. Well, clearly they do that. They they talked about me when I hadn't even brought them up, and they talked about it after I I talked to Joe. Um, for those of you who don't know, that was something we discussed in the first episode. Well, anyway, you had told me some of the top. It's like, no, they just talked about this for forty minutes, something else for twenty minutes, and I'm like, man, you know, it's crazy. And and I'm not. This isn't a knock on their podcast because it's just true. You really can spend twenty minutes talking about whether or not Jeff Goldblum is an A-list actor, and if you're invested in those people and like them, you will listen to it, and enjoy it. Uh, well, to be fair. We did have about a 20 mi- twenty minute conversation on whether or not he was or wasn't through text. Yeah, you're you're right. <laughs> um, it's interesting to yeah, it is an interesting conversation. Um, it's something that w- we don't need to discuss that this second. Maybe we'll bring that up when Joe is on. That's what I was thinking because, well, I won't spoil it just in case he comes on <laughs> to see where I do have a strong opinion about it. I know you do. I'm pretty serious about movies, man. You know, like I, I used that was like my biggest thing for the longest time was like my passion for for film. Like growing up, um, my parents were divorced, and when I would go over my mom's or wherever, I spent a lot of time by myself, and I would just watch movies. I loved them, and it got to the point where if I had an actor, I wanted to see every movie by that act. Then it would be directors, writers. Then I would get on like top 100 movie lists and I would just do, I would search out these movies in senior year and junior year. I skipped school and I saw every movie that played that had a weekly, at least a week release at Charles theater in Baltimore, like the indie theater. So like I definitely for a long period of time up until maybe about 2010, 2011 was very into like movie (laughs) stuff. So the question of somebody like that being an A-list actor was hard for me to answer because I do really think Jeff Goldblum is an amazing actor, maybe an elite, an A-level actor. But, I, you know, if you ask me if Queens of the Stone Age were an A-list rock band, I wouldn't know how to answer that. I'd be like, maybe, but I, I, like maybe for rock, but not maybe not an A-list band, maybe for talent. Maybe in the future we'll look back and be like, wow, that was a really good band. They were iconic. They were kind of original in their own way or whatever. They, but they're, they're iconic in what they do because they're a completely analog. Come here. Stop. They're a completely analog band. Like they don't, they don't record into any um, like digital. They record directly to tape. Oh, I did. You know what? I knew that they did that for some stuff. I didn't even know that was a thing. I remember hearing that about like some other projects of his, but I didn't even. I'd never heard that about Queens of Stage. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, I do want to get back to the listening back to the episode progressions, interviews, etc. Um, it was like I said, it was nice to be able to have a guest on and know that 
he can take control over it. And I've always thought that would be the beauty of having an interview podcast is you can kind of take a back seat and be very careful about what you say and like occasionally have a funny line. Like I felt like I was the funniest in that episode as far as like, you know, you don't feel like you have to just keep talking and then something good comes to your head. Yeah, because it it helps to have that third voice. Because then you can sit back for a second and think about and pay attention to what's being said and you're not constantly racking your brain trying to come up with rebuttals like you and I do back and forth. Right, right. Um, Yeah, I guess that was the main thing about listening back on the podcast. I know that if I, if I didn't listen to the podcast that I do, and it's nice because I listen to Joe Rogan, who is a little similar to me in ways. And he has a lot of guests who are like that, that type of person, that type a, even like Tommy's that type a personality. So it's like, you're very in tune to the things that trigger you. Do you think though, in general, are you triggered to buy things that you wonder if maybe you have in you, like, like what personality traits trigger you the most? Um, what hold on. Rephrase it. Okay. Well, I'll tell you this. I'll I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Like, like, you know, things that trigger you like personality things, things people do, um, that, that just certain types of people, other people will be cool with, but you know right off the bat they're that type of person. I'll give you an example. My least favorite type of people seem a lot like me, but I but I just suspect and can see through something that I feel as fraudulent yeah, that and a put-on. Yeah. And we're like cut from a similar cloth, but yeah. I feel like they're not authentic. And they're saying shit to impress you and saying stuff to like manipulate and make them seem better. Yeah. That is my biggest pet peeve, but it's predominantly in people who are very similar to me in ways. So there's like this element of I see them very well because I'm similar, but then there's something that and I could be totally be wrong. But a lot of times I'll just have this bullshit detector and they're like, why don't you like, well, you know, similar people don't get along. And I'm like, yeah. but I'm a real motherfucker. Fuck that person. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, but it, it does. When when he was when Tommy was talking about being a guest on another podcast, one of the hosts, it made me think of it. And I saw Tommy, um, uh, I guess, yesterday. Um, and I asked him, I'm like, uh, like, what do you think of that? I don't want to even say it is, yeah. but it doesn't matter. I think you, they could do the, anyone listening yeah. could do the research. Whatever. Yeah. It's, it's be, it doesn't matter. I said, what do you think of that guy? He goes, well, you know, he's always on. And I'm like, here's the thing. When I'm around that guy, I notice that him and I are, are similar. Like, do you think people, and he told me, no, I don't know the truth because nobody's just, I mean, Tommy's pretty honest, but he was like, no, that guy's always on. And yeah, he like. It kind of hinted that he didn't think he was as fun of a person to communicate with and it would be more of an annoyance. So that was good to hear. Yeah. But sometimes I do wonder what I have that I don't realize. Oh, uh, like a personality trait about Right. Me. Well, I mean, you are very abrasive. Yeah. You know? I mean yeah. you're you're a strong personality. Right, right. So that that's probably off putting to a lot of people. In, in like a personal setting. Right. Maybe not a lot of people, but. it. De- I, I also think it depends on the dynamic. Like in certain places, people will say, oh, I'm the nicest, easygoing guy. Yeah. And then in some settings, some people are like, God, dude, he gets into it with everyone. It's it's it it's, depends on where I'm at, what I'm doing, who I'm around. And and yeah, it's kind of like I feel like 
I could be the angriest guy you've ever seen or the nicest person you've ever seen. And it could just flick of a switch come out. You know, like you possess every possible type of personality and then it just boom in large amounts. Just a complete schizophrenic. (laughs) Yeah, like somewhere between passionate and manic or something. (laughs) I don't know what. Um, That's a fine line. Yeah. Uh, I, so this week, well, or no, go, what were you going to say? I was going to say, it's, it's funny. It's funny that you brought that conversation up with, uh, with Tommy and talking about whoever that other comedian was and how he's always on and, uh, and all that shit. Cause after you guys had left, after like you and Tommy had left, my girlfriend was like, how'd it go? I was like, it was fucking good. It was just like a conversation. Cause he is a, a pretty big name in the Baltimore yeah he I mean you when you think of Baltimore comedians he's up there yeah I I said that he was the comics comic and the the first name of like local comics that you you typically hear about he's in the running for who would be considered the highest clout Rob Mayer's definitely up there he's DMV like uh Tommy is very much like Baltimore comic he became a Baltimore headliner without ever even doing stuff in DC much at that time or traveling much so very much inside the belt or I mean you know the the city city comic Tommy is probably at least one of the few and I believe he also is one of the only ones that headlines the clubs and and well i i think he does he definitely works the clubs all yeah, the yeah. time and it, it yeah but but anyway uh my girlfriend was like how'd it go i was like it was fucking great we just sat down and have a con- had a conversation he wasn't like on and trying to yeah. tell jokes and like work over bits that he's working out it was just the three of us sitting in a room having a conversation that would be interesting if we had somebody that came on and was on the entire time. I, I think I would have to break the the ice. I would have to address the elephant. Oh in the room. yeah, called out immediately. Like, yeah, something. I mean, even if it was just maybe it would be you going on, just like it could even be like you partaking in like a comedy like mockery of the way he's yeah, not yeah, in a yeah. bad way, but kind of like well, because that that shit annoys annoys the ever-living piss out of me on, like, radio shows, mm-hmm. on, like, the 98 Rock show, morning show, when they have comics on and they're just going over bits. Like, Rich Voss is fucking notorious uh-huh. for doing that shit, and it just annoys the hell out of me. That's what the difference between podcasting and, and morning show talk radio really, I think, is the planned bits and the being on type thing. Um, not that there aren't podcasts like that and not that there aren't talk shows yeah. where people are very normal, but yeah, pod podcasts for the most part are more conversational than, than, um, radio. Yeah. When you have a comic that comes on to your show, he might only have a seven minute segment, six minute segment to talk. They might ask him, is there any lead ins? Is there anything you want us to bring up to talk? Because you know, they don't want to just improvise and, and risk yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So a lot of times this comic will go on tour with the same lead in yeah. with the same interaction well, to a new local crowd. And it's cause it's all it, exactly like you just they said. They probably it's, tell the same jokes too. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, it's all, um, uh, it's essentially new ears on radio hearing it. And there's, there's no, it's live. Yeah. So there's no editing that can be done in post production. Like we could say a whole bunch of fucked up stuff right now and 
five minutes after you leave, I can cut it all out. Right. And we're back. All right. We're yeah, just gonna... thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Mike was just saying the N-word. Yeah, we had to cut <laughs> nah, that out. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, no, geez. I w- you know what? There was a comic who pulled off saying the N-word on stage, and I thought it was like the... One of the one of the funniest ways of doing it, Louis C.K. Well, I I know, but I mean like a local comic, dude. It's oh. really not easy to do that, no, right? Like no. it's not, and especially if you're not just having a social dialogue about it. See, Louis C.K. did the easy one. Not that it was not. I mean, it's hilarious. It's never that's never easy. He was just saying yeah, that yeah. when you hear the word N word in your mind, you hear the you, same thing. Yeah, and, you're saying it in your mind. Right. He yeah. wasn't really making a joke or uh, taking a big risk in what he said, even though uh, he might have. Uh, he did with the word. He did. You know what he did at the top of the chewed up? I think is the special. He did a whole thing about fag and faggot. And you heard him say it a lot. Do you remember that? No. There's a Louis C.K. bit where he's just yelling it. Like, I I forget the bit. It's not bad. It's not, I mean, it's not overly distasteful. He's doing it to be, I make a point that is ultimately not one of prejudice, I don't think. It's just maybe being a little insensitive to some people, but that's, it's not, it's not like it's like in prejudice matter. But anyway, this comic had this joke, dude. It's it's good. His name's Kevin Brennan, but it's not the famous Kevin Brennan. It's a oh, local okay. Kevin Brennan. I was going to say that name name yeah. sounds familiar. Yeah, no, that there is a real Kevin Brennan um who's who's very funny, kind of like a dr- <laughs> Yeah, this is the fake the, the Kevin Brennan. The local one's the fake one. Yeah. Uh and Kevin had this joke and I I might be butchering it because I'm doing it off of memory here, but he's like I think the most offensive word ever is fidgeter. Because it's a mixture of three words, <laughs> faggot, midget, and nigger. And I'm like, Yo, that's, we're not editing that. We're not editing that. Right, we'll Kevin Brennan, direct yeah. quotes. Yeah, those, that's a direct quote. Yeah. Uh, but but th- he would say that, and I would just be like, oh, my God. Yeah. And it killed I'll every time what, I saw it. That takes fucking balls. balls. Dude, balls, man. Because he's not saying it because he wants to say it. It's yeah. just he thinks it's so funny. And, and he can't not. If you If you... If you like you said, if you take all prejudice out of it and just yeah. make it into a joke, then it's accepted. Yeah, and you know we could take a second to kind of brush up on what what are our views. Like you, we're probably pretty typical, like our age, our race, our kind of like we probably have pretty normal views on this stuff for somebody our age and 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 race as far as what you can and can't say. And being a guy, most guys are kind of like. You know, it's not a big deal to say the word, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, I mean, what do you think? Are there certain things that are completely just, there's never a time for it? Like, outside of doing it in the way I kind of just did there, I kind of would never, I have no reason to say the N-word or, yeah. or the F-word. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't have really a reason. Like, I'm not going to see somebody being lame or acting where I'm like, man, you guy's such a thug. Like, I, I'm not going to do that. But um, I was thinking of the word ginger the other day. We were talking about somebody and they're like, oh, the well, ginger guy. I'm like, he's not ginger. And we were going on and we had ginger over and over. Well, here's the thing. Ginger ginger is bound to turn into a derogatory term. It's, I, okay. It's, it, I think ginger is slowly becoming... Um, 
is going to put on that list of words you don't say. Do you think it already is and we just don't know? Are we behind the curve there a little bit? I don't think so. That's what I wanted or, to know. Or maybe we are. I have no fucking clue. I'm that out of For touch. For the longest time, I didn't know Oriental was bad. Neither did I. I didn't know that. I was, and then I was dating Steph, and she was the first. That's very offensive. I'm like, Oriental? It was, a, no what? joke, probably like four years ago, I learned that Oriental is yeah. not a good thing to say. Or or it's a derogatory term. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one that always get the one that I'm never like too sure, and it's uh, the idea of this is a weird one. Blackface is is so commonly just seen as like, man, you could never, never do that. And like, if you did that oh, for a Halloween thing, the act of doing like blackface if you wanted to be not- right, if you wanted to be Mr. T or Michael Jordan for um, Halloween, um, would you think it was okay to do anything? Let's well, say Michael that, Jordan's your favorite basketball player well, ever. Well, see, that was the whole thing with Tropic Thunder. Right. Because it was like the first movie within like how it, like, 50 years or whatever where a white actor had done blackface. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it definitely was... Uh, it went over at least what I remember. It didn't cause as big of a stir as it would have if it happened even six years later, five six years yeah. later. Oh no, it that you couldn't do that movie now. And and I always thought of like that, and I would think about it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I'm like oh, most people they, think that's hilarious, but they did blackface. Yeah, people are so venomous about certain things, though. You know, like yeah. certain people have these rules, like. It's if the, you don't tip, you're this. And I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, I think you should tip well. But it's funny the way people just are like, I think, you, you know, I hate people who do this. Or we're, we're in a society now of, of conviction and strong yeah. convictions because now everybody has a fucking voice and everybody can say what, like, can be offended by everything because there is a way to voice you being offended. Right. And you know what my thing is too? I I really am totally okay with people thinking like somebody could be listening to this podcast and could be like, damn, Mike, like I can't believe you just said that. Like you just said the N-word on your show. Like that's kind of fucked up. I am a million percent okay with that. It's nuts to me that somebody could hear it and be like, that guy's the biggest racist piece of shit. Yeah. Fucker Republican. Do you go? You know, like that is insane to me. I, I don't understand the extreme nature in which people do stuff because I think about this all the time. Like, how many of your friends drive drunk occasionally? I'm not saying you should do it, right? It's a it's a pretty oh, I've terrible never done thing. It. But, 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 yeah, but when you think about it, like, there are so many awful things. Like, how many of your friends litter? These are your friends. Yeah. They probably can't, you're like, wow, you just flick your cigarette buds anywhere? Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Like, oh, fuck you. You're a piece of shit. Relatives, family members. Um, it's just, it's, it's just a, a, a product of the culture that we're in today. I don't know how it got so fucking sensitive and, of course, there is some stuff that you just shouldn't say. Right. But a lot of the times, I think it just takes, it gets taken completely out of context. Of, yeah. They just, he, like you saying the end, quoting the N word. Yeah. It's, that's well, all, I guess, that's yeah. all people hear. And then that's a red light. And, and now you're, you're a bigoted racist piece of shit. 
Right. It definitely, I'm sure there's at least a percentage of people that would think that hearing, you know, right away. And it's, I don't know, it's just odd the extreme nature in which people no, react to things that are kind there, of fringe. There's there's no middle ground anymore. Yeah. It, it, it's either you don't give a fuck or you are just yeah. like calling people because you're so fucking offended. And th- that is the one thing that is tricky about putting yourself out there. And uh, it's one thing that makes me extremely happy that I don't write stand-up comedy anymore. Because I do gravitate. I am in no way like that person who just wants to go up there and be vulgar. Yeah. But when I think of some stuff, like this is an example. I had a joke that was like two jokes that I wrote. When I first started doing stand-up comedy, it was just one-liners. And two of the first jokes, and since we were just talking about it, it's not like, what if my set was just black jokes? <laughs> but these are just two jokes that I could think of off the top of my head that could be considered maybe offensive that deal with, you know, could be considered racist against black people. Um, one of them was a reference to the movie Roots. And it was, I'm writing a poem about the movie Roots. So far, I just have the first line. Toby or not Toby? That is the question. And, you know, like that could be considered <laughs> pretty Jesus. bad. But but I just couldn't not say it, man. And it's hilarious to me. It, it is funny to me. Like that was one of my favorite well, jokes I wrote. Well, you, did, other, you did say oh, it? Oh, I would say it on stage. Yeah, I did. I, I would tell one-liners. It, didn't, it never went over badly. Well, see, and that's the, like... But it could, and in the, as time passes, it could. Oh, definitely. But that's the, like, comedy of all things should not be held under that microscope. Yeah, and and yeah. you were you were talking about, um, um, fidgeter. Yes, fidgeter. Um, edit that I, out, please. That word's just, yeah, it's gone that's, too far. Put that Whoa. on the list. You can't. You can't say that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> No, uh, 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 I, I was just listening to a podcast recently, and they were talking about um, like comics saying the word like faggot and fag and all yeah. that stuff. But Eddie Murphy has recorded bits. Oh yeah, about se- just throwing the word faggot around. And that, yeah. I mean, that was in the eighties. It was in the eighties, and he's gay. It's not you know he's allowed. He's, to, I think he's bi. He's bi. <laughs> Those um, are the rumors. But it's like where. Well, I think it should come down to whether or not the person is saying it like they're homophobic. Yeah, Eddie yeah, Murphy yeah. might have been a little... I mean, he was... His content maybe could have seen a little more homophobic than, say, Kevin Brennan's joke was racist or homophobic. His was just a play on words. That's inevitably funny. Yeah. You know, um... But, but no, but I totally get what you mean. And, it, and I do think, like, when blackface stirs come up, which... You know, I would agree that generally most of the time people wear blackface, they probably are they, doing it in a, in, in a negative light. Yeah, it's probably, you, yeah, there's, you, they're you, probably laughing about the fact they're doing it and they think it's dude, offensive and funny. You, you, personally, coming from a person that doesn't get offended by much, you probably shouldn't do blackface. Yeah, you really shouldn't. I'm not, I would never bring that up to be like, yeah, dude, it's a great idea. Judging, but, on, judging on like the history of blackface and it was because like, 
black people weren't yeah. allowed on film and shit. Just don't do it. But it, and everyone, but everyone could see that if you completely admire somebody and want to dress like them, and you decided to go about it that way, that whether or not you think it's appropriate or not doesn't make that person extremely hateful and racist. That's that's true. that was that's the only that's, side of yeah, it that yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's the the art of trying out jokes. And when the jokes aren't funny. And they they teeter the edge. The oh the other uh, joke that was like similar to that was uh, and I forgot about this joke. I don't know. I only told this maybe my first like few months doing comedy. But was does anyone think it's funny how there were so many black and white movies filmed uh, before the end of segregation or something like or during segregation? How many black and white films were made during segregation? That's just observation. It's just you know it's just a little play on yeah, words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but. It, anyway, that does tie into having a podcast because now we are in a way putting ourselves out there, and you just say off the hip jokes. And there's and there there's no there's no regulation. No, I mean clearly, yeah, because <laughs> we've got shit up on the internet for some reason. Yeah, um. but there, there, I mean there there's no there's no FCC regulation on top of what we're doing. I mean the radio and television are heavily governed and they can't say a lot of stuff but we could sit here and say whatever the fuck we wanted to people aren't gonna might not listen to it but we could still say it yeah and for the i mean i think there was some uh controversy on on some uh podcasts or or something getting taken off of patreon because of what they were saying but that's really oh okay that's really the only repercussion you have yeah that and that's like a common um but there, you i see mean that with like twitter and stuff yeah, people and, do, and, yeah. And, and if you get taken off a of patreon i mean i guess there's ways around that you could set up like a fucking venmo or like a paypal yeah. account or it's a small percentage of people that yeah. are getting removed you know for generally speaking podcasting it's the wild wild west stand-up comedy you at least have the ability to go up there and say pretty much anything. Like most hosts have never come up and pulled a comic off stage for saying something too offensive. Yeah. I've never been at a show where that's happened. And a lot of the hosts are afraid to even tell a comic to get off stage when they're running the light. Like if you're doing like an eight minute set, a comic might run the light by an extra six or seven minutes, do almost twice the set they're supposed to, and they'll keep getting the light and they won't come off. And the host is like, I don't want to go up on stage and interrupt this guy in the middle of his like, yeah, you, they just kind of don't know what to do. So you really can go up there and say what you want. And I mean, there are a lot of people who go up there and are racist or are homophobic yeah. and say things that are, you know, um, Correlated to their their views, and they are representing themselves. When you yeah, say not, a joke, and they're not they're not saying it in a lighthearted or like ironic way. It's, no, there's no irony. They're yeah. making a point. Yeah, they're making a point. They're and, they're make they are boldly making their stance known of how they feel about a specific type of person. Right, and and that I think is kind of the filter that I like to use. And you hear that a lot. I mean, it's not like I'm breaking any ground there, but intention and who you are as a person is probably like your views are probably the most important part of the the assessment there as far as the litmus test to whether or not what you're doing is yeah. overly wrong um you know well and and your your views and you as a person can change over time too yeah. so like you the negative shit that you were saying cuz that that was kind of the same stuff that 
like Kevin Hart went through for saying that he hoped his son didn't grow up to be gay. But that was like yeah. 10 years ago, and now he's a different person because he got kicked off for like doing the Oscars or some shit. Was that, you mean the Tracy Morgan? Or, or no, no, no. Oh, no Kevin, Kevin Hart, Hart said that about his son. Okay. Yeah. Tracy Morgan had the joke about like something about he would like smack his kid if he was gay or something, right? Or he had a oh, weird I don't one. Know. Okay. Well, yeah, I know exactly what I mean. And there's the multiple cases of stuff like that too. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's interesting. Dude, how about do you remember when Kevin Hart got busted for hooking up with that like prostitute or something? Or he he was there was like a hotel video of him? No. Man, it's weird how in the modern day and age of people getting in trouble for stuff that it doesn't come back to ruin their career in a way. Um, it's weird the things that do and don't bury you. Yeah. Because um, Kevin Hart really had this thing where it was leaked that he did that. And he's super Instagram famous for being positive and Mr. Fit Guy and yeah, I think it's all that. I think it's kind of weird that you could your career could fall off for jerking in front jerking off in front of people. The Louis C.K. thing. <laughs> it's odd. You know, I'll say this. Part of being a stand-up comic for me, and this is just my opinion, and this is how I look at all forms of art. I even think about it when it comes to music, like like people who defend Michael Jackson. That's fine. And that's something that needs to be brought up too. I mean, not that I know for sure he's a, a pedophile or whatever. It's funny the things people will get over when they love something and yeah. be- believe something or love an art. For me, if you are a musician or a comedian and I'm seeing you, I have got to like you. I've got to want to be able to hang out with you. Yeah. If you're a funny comic and you're like a person who's like really swarmy and a piece of shit or just kind of not my kind of person, it loses its humor. Mm-hmm. I like people that yeah, I like. Yeah, because you, you see it on a... A level outside of like the jokes or the songs that you're telling. If you suck as a fucking person, then yes, personality to, to you, your music or your jokes or your art or whatever it may be is gonna suck to you just yeah. as bad as your personality. You, you know, and I'll take it even a step further with it, where to the point where once I'm a super fan of that person. I will be interested in everything they put out, probably, and I will be extremely, especially when I know it's their creation. Like when a band makes an album, that's theirs. When an actor play, actors are a tough one because yeah. if it's a bad screenplay, a bad director, bad editing. They didn't. They didn't have any control over that. Yeah. It's just a part that they're fucking playing. Actors are tough, but when yeah. you're fans of something like the whole piece is made by somebody. M- musicians are a great example. If you love a band. Like like I talked about, I love Queens of the Stone Age. When they put out an album, I'm going to listen to it. And if I don't like it right away, my first reaction is not going to be, oh, man, that's bullshit. I think they were better before some. I'm just intrigued by, at the very least, this is what my favorite, one of my favorite current musicians is putting out right now, and it's what they believe in, and they think it's the most important music yeah. they can make, and it's it's a piece of them, and I'm so interested in the person. I think being fans of people, like, I'm a big fan of the people that I love, and the same could be said with stand-up comedians. Like, I really love the ones I do. It was so easy for me to look at Louis C.K. and Bill Cosby and them and be like, man, I know the joke's funny, and if it comes on, I'm going to recognize that it's funny, but I'm not clicking the name. I'm just... I'm not doing it. Yeah. It's not what I'm in the mood for. I don't want to hang out with you for an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want you in my living room. I I watch the same Bill Burr special over again. <laughs> or what you know. Um, I think Bill Cosby's on a different level though. Oh my I um, know, then Louis C. K. A million percent. Well, I'm I'm just saying in terms of like it 
in terms of distancing yourself from the material and the person. Oh, oh, you can do it easier with Louie, you're saying. Yeah, cause, yeah, because well, because Cosby's on a different look at fucking what he level. Did, man, that's the fact that you can look at that person. You know, it would be interesting to me if I knew I was getting into it. But if let's say a serial killer released a stand-up special, I could watch it, and I might laugh occasionally and shake my head and go, "Fuck, man," you know, because I can do that. But it's not easy watch. It's intense. Yeah. It is intense to look on the TV and know that Bill Cosby is who he is and he's done what he's done. Yeah. And I'm always going to be a little, like, anxious about it. It makes me want to watch it some ways, you know? Like, people like them Ted Bundy interviews that just got put out. And people do like the intense stuff. But when I watch a person like Bill Cosby, I feel like I'm watching something similar to that. Yeah, it's, it almost doesn't seem real. It seems yeah. like scripted and written. And and you know what? Uh, maybe I can relate it to... Be- because it's so extreme. Yes. Heinous people can be funny, too. Tony Soprano makes me laugh. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And there there was that... There was a killer guy. There's this documentary of this hitman. He was a hitman. And some of the stuff he said in this interview made me laugh so hard. It was some Iceman... Or I don't know what it was. Did- it was just him being interviewed, and he had like a little heavier set white guy. Was like, looked. Did was, did he recently get killed? Maybe I'm not. I'm not sure enough, and I don't know how I would find the name what, easily. Was it a part of like the Whitey Bulger stuff? I don't believe so. Oh, okay. I don't believe so. Um, he was a typical guy. Had like a troubled youth. Had been. A, I don't remember at all. All I know is he was kind of like he was a hitman, and he said things in it that made me laugh. It yeah. was like a funny way to reply, and it was great, you know, but it's not the way you laugh when you're sitting down and eating food and watching stand-up comedy, and I can yeah, yeah. no longer look at Bill Cosby and just laugh lightheartedly. I don't think I could. I don't know. No, you're not going to sit down and watch kids say the darndest things and, and no. giggle your balls off after you know what he was doing at the time and what he's done in the past. And you know the saddest thing, now that you mention it, I can get over the stand-up comedy I loved Kids Say the Darkest Dude, I watched it all the fucking time. Yeah. God, I I I mean it's not that I couldn't watch it, but I wouldn't be in You'd look at it you'd look at it in a different way. God damn Bill Cosby. Ruined ruined it. (laughs) Women and kids. We can't even fucking ruin just everything. Ugh. They just suck the life Thank out of Thank God him. he didn't like host like every dog video on YouTube. I would be, <laughs> yeah. he was in like somewhere involved in every or, like funny compilation. Or thank God, thank God he never hosted America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh God. Whew. If if it comes out that Tom Bergeron did some fucked up shit, I'm <laughs> done. Yeah. Oh, who would be the most heartbreaking for you? What is like the celebrity where it would crush you to find out they're an awful human being. I don't know, dude. See, I don't get too attached to celebrities yeah. like that. I don't. I don't have any kind of attachment like that. I, I would. I yeah. I have. I have bands. Bands that I like, and one, one band, um, that I, uh, in like middle school that kind of introduced me into, like the punk and pop punk scene, um, was Newfound Glory. Yeah. And their guitar player, one of them, ended up being like a pedophile or something. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. I was just jamming to them on the way over here. Oh, cool. No. (laughs) But uh, that's crazy. Yeah. I've heard stuff like that. I've never been at the brunt of that I can recall finding that out. 
you know, like something really bad about somebody you're super passionate about. Um, I get nervous though, when I hear about people meeting or having stories of comedians, especially because you're going to really get a sense of them and comedians can do some crazy shit. There was a comic that would come through to the Baltimore comedy factory. Um, I, I can't remember. I think Eddie Griffin is his name. Eddie Griffin, that a short black guy. Does that ring a bell? I mean, do, do you know who that is? Yeah, I know who Eddie Griffin is. I know, is. yeah, I think that's his, that's how you say it. it's Eddie Griffin. It's not like Eddie Griffith or something. No, it's Eddie Griffin. Okay. Like undercover brother, that, that guy. I'm pretty sure. Um, I, I'm If I saw him, I would know. But yeah, he's like a shorter black guy. And he would wear, he would need the venue to buy him a new pair of shoes every time. And he had weird requests. And you hear it all the time. Paulie Shore is yeah, one that the, everyone's just like, the dude, riders. he's a bad guy. Yeah, you, you just hear some stuff, and I'm always nervous about Joe Rogan. I love him, but I'm like, but you're just you're just kind of, in the uh, back of your mind. You're just waiting for that yeah. that one thing to come out about him mm-hmm. that he always does or makes him just an asshole. And and role models can be like that. Like there's a guy at the jujitsu gym who I just love the way he is as a father, as a leader, as like a competitor. Like he has like this noble. He, um, you know, kind of selfless way. And if you were to find out something bad about him, or if I was, it would be like, oh my yeah. God. Because you really look up to him. I definitely look up to people and kind of latch on to the people I strongly believe in. And whenever you believe in somebody, you run the risk of being hurt. Let down. Let down. Yeah. Um, it's, belief is emotional. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's unrealistic, if it's not logic based, but the second you believe in something, you're willing to be crushed. Well, no, yeah, because the second that you believe in something, you are one hundred percent wholeheartedly thrown into it. And wholeheartedly is the best word yeah. to use, dude. Yeah. That is the word for it. Uh, that is that's the between thinking and believing. The emotion that's there is just crazy. And yeah. it, it might even, just from finding out you're wrong, not that you might blindly follow it, and it's believing doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be unrealistic about it, but you're going to be crushed if it's not the way it is. It's going to hurt. Yeah. Because that's kind of like what it's like you're saying. You're basically staking your emotional risk. Like, mm-hmm. I invest so, like, I swear on my father's grave. And then if you're wrong, you're like, fuck, I swore on my dad's grave. It's kind of like that, but you're like, I believe. It's I don't just think it. I don't just know. I believe. I know. Or I know. But but when you believe in somebody like yeah. that, on something you can't be sure of, man, you really do run the risk. That definitely affects me. I know I'm easily affected by that. See, I, I, that's... I but don't I don't even... know celebrities enough, and like, I don't know front man of bands well enough to, to stake that faith. But when you talk about the guy I do jujitsu with every day. Yeah. When you have a personal connection with that person, it's, it's completely different than someone that you see on a fucking television and you've never had any personal interaction with them whatsoever. Yeah. I mean like a teacher, I can remember a a time or two. I heard something about a teacher I had after the fact and I was like, man, really? And it just kind of let you down a little, you know? Because, I mean, I was very close to certain teachers, and you find out they were inappropriate in a way. Yeah, there's a couple. Oh, yeah. That's a big <laughs> thing. I would never. I love the idea of of teaching and doing that kind of stuff. I don't know how I would be able to handle being a high school teacher if you're even remotely attractive and cool. It would It'd be 
Well, it'd just be terrible to be a high school teacher in general. Yeah, I really don't know what to do with girls who are between the age of like 13 or 14, probably really like 14 or 15 till they're like 18 or 19, 20, because it's such a weird fucking thing when they give you the look like they're attracted to you. Yeah, and especially at the, like, once we've, now that we've reached the age that we are now, it's just a, it's a weird thing. Yeah, dude, it, it's just really, really weird. And girls, can you remember in high school how like every girl had crushes on male teachers? Like, oh man, yeah, Mr. Yan was I, a dude, sex that, object. Look that, at that dude. That's that was the that was the example that popped up into my head. And I've had this conversation recently. Like, I don't understand why all all of these female students were so attracted to him and hung around him and fucking idolized him. I, I know it's it's really crazy, but I think it's I think it just has to deal do with like just being in a role of authority and and being an older an older male. It, I don't know what it is, but it's inevitable that if you or I were a teacher right now, we would be one of the like. Remember that guy, yeah, Mr. Genovese. Remember Mr. Genovese? Uh, is yeah. he the one that wore his pants real high? I don't know. Nah, it's not worth talking. I guess it doesn't matter. He was like a younger, hip-looking guy, and he was actually like a pretty attractive guy. Because not a lot of teachers, male teachers, were attractive. Because like when you look at Mr. Yan, we had a teacher in high school that was not, not that he's not attractive, but you would never be like, oh my God, the girls are just going to be drooling over him. Yeah. Large. He was a very... Well, he, he was... He, stocky. He had that heavy. like defensive lineman body. Round head. <laughs> shaved. I mean, bald yeah, kind yeah. of, right? It's just odd. Not that he was bad looking. I mean, he was the hottest guy to the to the girls, but in general, that is not he's not going out and constantly everyone's turning their head like, oh my God, like when he walks into a room. Yeah. But in high school, he would be. Yeah. Yeah. Could you that would be the hardest job for me. And then the fact that you have that student all year. And then the second if and you, you do anything and, inappropriate and, and you, you could, ignore it. You, it's now on your conscience that you know it's there, or if they've what if they've sent an email? Oh, I don't know what goes on, but I know there has to be inappropriate shit happening all the time, even if you're not trying to make it happen. Well, the thing is, if if you get involved in any of that kind of shit, you just nip it in the bud quick. Like, yeah, you you'd just have to. You just say like, "This is fucking inappropriate." You don't even like yeah. play into it. Like, "Haha, thanks, lol" type shit. You just. Yeah, immediately. The say. second they finish the job, you're like, "You get out of this!" No, that's <laughs> no, terrible. Um, no, you just fucking cut that shit off. You're right. You, you'd have to have like a very strong sense of it's, it, though. You'd have to like, be, you'd have to be very not because it's it's hard to tell somebody and tell on somebody too. Like the ease, the way I would want to handle it would be to kind of explain to them. Like, look, this is very inappropriate. Yeah. I'm this, you're that. I get that you feel this way. And when I was your age, I like teachers. Or I, but you just can't, and it's very risky for me for any sort of interaction. We really can't have any sort of outside of class this, or I don't know what I would do. That would be the way I would want to handle it, but that's not enough. But see- I don't think that's enough. I think you'd have to report it or- yeah, yeah. There's probably a whole protocol you have to go. They they probably teach that shit now. Yeah, and then you know it's gonna like break them. They are yeah. all emotionally invested in you. Yeah, and then that's how you do that. Oh my god, what a nightmare! Because I considered that. I'm like, back before I decided whether or not I really wanted to go through college, college. Yeah, 
I was like, I think I could be a teacher. But then, yeah, I, I liked the idea of high school age, you know, but I'm like, nope, I don't think I could handle being a teacher with a room full of girls. I wouldn't want to do it. No. Not just yeah, for that reason. Um, I wouldn't want to do it just for the simple fact of uh, I went through high school. Yeah. I wouldn't want to fucking deal with the people that I saw. Yeah. And, and, and schools are so, school is so weird because there's so many w- political correct this yeah. and like weird ways where they're like, hey, our hands are tied. We have to let you go. But also, I, I know this isn't a very original um, take on the situation, but the teachers that we had back in school do not look like the teachers coming out now. No. I see some of like some of the girls or even guys that we went to school with. Um, that are, that are in our age range becoming teachers now, and I'm like, oh fuck! If you were my teacher back then, I wouldn't I have gotten anything done, dude. I never had a teacher that was like undeniably hot. No, no, you there know. there were the ones that you could you could find characteristics yeah. in, but never one that was just a complete smoke show. No, not at all. But yeah, I guess by age, I mean. God, at at our age, there are a lot of there are a lot of people who are teachers who've been teaching for a while now. Oh, for five or six years. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, you, but anyway, yeah, uh, <laughs> characteristics that piss you off. Uh, I actually uh, thought of one. Let's hear it. Fucking bumper stickers. You don't like them in general. I, I fucking hate them. Okay. And vanity tags. Okay. I mean, I'm generally with you. The thing about bumper stickers is I hate the fact of a witty slogan that is mass produced. Yeah. It's just it's it's an unoriginal thought at that point. Like that's I, true. I just fucking hate it. I hate the fact that there's something that somebody is putting on their car to make them think that they are having an original thought when there are millions of them that have been produced. How many cool people wear funny quote shirts? You know, it's, it's it's a small percentage. When those shirts are big and stuff, like when you're walking around and you you have some like, do you know how lucky you are? Dot dot dot. Remember that shirt and on the back to have just seen me. <laughs> you have people in school wore like shirts like that. They'd sell them at Spencer's. Yeah. And, Stuff and yeah, when you're like the person who has the you say psycho like it's a bad thing <laughs> for that shirt, yeah. but if that's on the bumper sticker, and and then when they have the ones like if you're gonna ride my ass, at least pull my hair, yeah, 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 like I, I, mean, it, I, I, I just I fucking I, I don't know why, but the thought of that being passed as an original thought just pisses more me so off. quotes though right yeah, yeah not yeah. just like a, if it's like a sports emblem or like a school logo for no, something that no, body, no, right? no no right no. yeah, yeah yeah if it if if you're in support of something like you said like a team or yeah. or a school whatever that's fine but it, it's it's the back of the cars that are it's usually they're plastered in fucking bumpers it's a, it's usually gonna be someone who's a little obnoxious i'd imagine yeah in one way or another yeah Vanity tags, I don't care a ton, but usually I associate it with, unless I, when I know the person, I don't think anything of it, but it's still weird. I only know a couple people who have them. They make me the most mad when I don't know what the fuck they say. Oh yeah. That, and I don't understand the, the inside joke ones and stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, it's I interesting. <laughs> I've seen two that I loved. 
one of them was like butts three or something like that. It was like butts and then a number. Yeah. God, it made me fucking laugh so hard. And then there was another one that I saw that was Van Halen. I'm like, ah, oh, this this uh, person just likes to fucking rock. Yeah, Van Halen. Um, my dad had license plates. It wasn't Vanity. He was at this in line, and he was supposed to get this license plate, KFC six six six. He didn't want it. You know what he? You know what he got? <laughs> KFC six six seven. But I would always see KFC six 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 driving around. You lucky son of a bitch! You didn't have to pay for that. <laughs> You didn't have to pay extra, and you got KFC 666. You love fried chicken and the devil. Yeah, that is way cooler than, than almost Dude, any I... vanity plate ever. And you get it by random. If your I... vanity plate was KFC 666, I'd be like, okay, that's pretty funny. Yeah, I. <laughs> that's one that I would love to have. Yeah. Especially, you didn't request it, it just gets given to you. Uh-huh. Fucking A. Could you imagine your dad rocking the Miata in KFC 666? Oh, man, the Miata. <laughs> Fucking this was... <laughs> greatest roller coaster ever. Yeah, he. I believe this was on a um, a big blue van. A big, like, uh, like one boxy of the... van. Like a, um... It was a vehicle he didn't have very long. He bought it used, like, from somebody. Just, like, an extra vehicle. Like, like he a, was just like, like a spare vehicle. Like a conversion van with, like, the... Yeah, a conversion cool, van. Yeah, cool we, seats in the maybe, back. Maybe we added a few years. Um, I can't really remember. Um, it definitely was a little short-lived, but... Yeah, I'll never forget that. Um, did you have anything uh, fun happen this weekend? You did, uh... Yeah, I went to a wedding. How was, uh... The wedding was great. Wedding like was weddings? awesome. I love weddings. You dress up pretty nice. I know you said you wore oh, a yeah, velvet dude. tie. Velvet tie. It was like a, a raised paisley pattern. Ooh. It looked fucking sharp. Where'd dude. you go to get a... Did you did you just have everything you wore or did you like rent something? Oh, no. I, I bought it. I have one suit. Okay. And I bought it four years ago. Okay. So and you just wore the suit. I just wear that to every wedding. Different ties? Different, different undershirts? Nah, same shirt. Same shirt. Black jacket, black pants, white shirt, different tie. Okay. But, uh... I don't have a suit. I, I'm not... I don't dress up much. I get very... I get very nervous for things like that. Am I gonna look normal? Is I wanna know. Like, I feel like they should tell you what you're supposed to wear. I've only been to so many weddings. I don't know... What, where does this place... You're getting married in some place with a bunch of plants, or you're getting married at... You know, someone's backyard, like, what are you, are you guys even wearing a, an outfit that's, like, super formal? If it's at a church, I assume I'm going to have to dress up kind of nice. But. Well, this, this wedding, most weddings you can pretty much guarantee you need to wear a suit, a suit and tie. Really? Yeah. This wedding was um, black tie optional. <clears throat> so yeah, I would hate for people to come to my wedding and feel like they need to dress up and... Yeah. Like I, I, maybe I'll wear a suit, but you could just wear normal clothes. You're just an audience member. I mean, for me, like if I had to think of it, like that would make me feel a little bad. I would want to write on there, "You guys wear whatever." Yeah, that w I want that in my wedding invitation. <laughs> you guys just wear whatever you want. Fucking... Don't be too obnoxious. Yeah, but it'd be funny if somebody's in like a chicken costume. I guess it'd be funny. <laughs> that yeah. Don't be too <laughs> obnoxious, but come in a chicken. If suit. one person did it. <laughs> Nah, this 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 wedding was fun as shit. It was uh my girlfriend's friend, and it's a the the family, who the 
family of the brides, a great family. They're very personable, fun-loving. The bride's awesome. And then just her group of friends is just really welcoming and, and, and just fun as shit. But uh, it was a good time. Yeah. It was fun. I love weddings. I like getting dressed up. It doesn't happen often, but I like doing it when it comes. If I had to do it like every fucking weekend, it it would yeah. be a pain in the ass, but... I, I always have a good time in uh, anything social that I do. I reflect on it like, oh, I'm glad I went through with that. Yeah. I enjoy any, I like it, but I do get anxious in ways. And and things that are unexpected, I don't know what's going to be. I mean, I don't get anxious to go to like a concert. I go to places by myself, but certain things where I'm going to see people I haven't seen in years, yeah, that you, makes me a little nervous. You build up that anxiety of like, oh man, is this going to fucking suck? Am I going to hate this? Do I even really want to do it? Yeah. But then once you get it over with, it it all nine times out of ten ends up being you, you don't regret the fact that you did it. I actually don't mind if I'm somebody's date to something else where I don't know anybody and I can just be with them. But when I'm going somewhere like I went to Kim Wirtz's wedding mm. and I saw a bunch of people from high school who all, almost all of them only knew me through school yeah. and didn't know me outside of they it. Don't know, they don't know of you now. They only well, know what they knew the of you then. They do know of me now. Because I've done stand-up comedy, MMA fights, this stuff. They know about me, and they ask about me, and I barely know them. And it's not like I'm clearly, I mean, for people, if you're listening to this and you don't actually know us, I'm not a celebrity by any means, not even just because I've done those things. But social media, people talk, whatever, people know things that I've done where when I run into people in high school, usually they ask me, how's the fighting stuff going? How's this? Yeah. And I don't really know much about them and I don't remember a whole lot or it's just people I never talked to. And that's already a little uncomfortable. Like yeah. you got your circle, you got your people. It is funny. The things that give me anxiety like that, uh, but the wedding, um, tell me about the, uh, the injury you had. Oh God. All right. So, like I said, the wedding was fun as shit. I was dancing my ass off the entire night. The reception went from like 5 p.m. to, I don't even know, maybe 11, something like really? that. Really? So it was just constant fun. Yeah. And dancing. And I, we got back to the hotel room and we were sharing, sharing a room with a couple of people just to cut costs down. And I got back. And, um, it was pretty sweaty. Yeah. I was kind of thinking to myself, like, all right, shit, I need to wipe this funk off of me before, before I crawl into bed and go to sleep so I don't wake up feeling disgusting. So I take my shower, I step one foot out of the tub, grab a towel, step back into the tub to dry off, and my fucking heel catches the curved part of the tub. Yeah. And it was like someone pulled the rug out from underneath of me. I, I just, my feet went up, I went down, and when I fell, I fell right on the side of the fucking tub, right on my right side on my ribs. And you got a pretty nasty bruise. Yeah. It looks like you did something. It a hurts. cracked rib probably. Yeah, so. I definitely have a crack, cracked rib. Yeah, you, you're probably more, more than likely. A very painful thing to experience, right? Dude, it sucks. It's, it fucking hurts. That's crazy, falling down in a tub. That's why... Like, that's why I had uh, I was sipping on a vodka tonic to start the 
start the show to kind of self-medicate oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and take take the edge off. Did you drink a ton at the wedding? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But what kind of helped to keep the intoxication down was... Cocaine? It? Yes. <laughs> That's the way I like to end every night. A little <laughs> nightcap after a night of drinking, you just do a quick little bump. Yeah. Really mellows you out. Yeah. But yeah, that was it. I mean, fucking cracked rib. Oh, I split my pants, too. Jeez, dude. <laughs> He had a he had quite the weekend. Yeah, yeah, it was fun though. Yeah, it was worth it, I guess. It was a good time. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I uh, did an open mic yesterday, and I'm telling you, You're when getting better, I really think that uh, superstar status. No, I just think that that because that's something we're gonna do. I'm gonna play on here, and I'm gonna get done. And I think you it's might gonna... you might blow some people away. No, I don't think it's it's just that at the end of the day, it's gonna be funny if it's not if it's not obviously bad and not obviously awful. Like, oh my god, that's terrible. If it's not that, he has set himself up for if I go and perform this, and you literally in no way does it sound bad. Um, I it's gonna look weird that he said all that about it. Right? Yeah. It would be weird. Like if somebody yeah. went out of their way to say, and it's awful and it's got to be fake and there's no way he could be serious. And <laughs> I mean, you know, that kind of stuff. And then you do it and you're like, okay, I mean, he's not a rock star. It's not like, yeah. it's not like he's a famous, you know, he doesn't yeah. sound like a musician really, but for a year and a half, yeah, they, it's all right. You know, like, like if, if it's like that, people are going to be like, why would that guy so, gung, you know, caught I, up over that? Dude, I, I so badly want this to fucking happen. I so yeah. badly want Joe to be in and to just have to sit in front of you while you play guitar and sing essentially into his face because we are not know. in a big room. I know. Um, Fuck. I was thinking about it the other day and I was it's laughing. It's a tight room. I started laughing so hard just thinking about that situation. Yeah. It there it'll be it'll be fun, but I'm just telling you, man. I see it like uh, I've been doing this open mic for a while now, and in the beginning, I get people who looked at me, and I get people who'd come up, and maybe they'd be like, like one time there was this one lady, and I think it was like trying to get me to like as a pass at me, but like her friend I think was interested in me in general because she was very persistent that it was with me, but she brought up like oh, and it kind of offended me. It made me not want anything to do with this girl, but she was like, you know, my friend over there she's like really shy and and she's like been wanting to sing and then she said that you you've been coming here and playing guitar and like you're kind of shy and like it was like i was like my third week i think and she's like you know maybe it'd be a good idea for you guys if you played a song together and you could play guitar and she could sing because basically she was saying that it seemed like i was nervous to sing and then she was nervous she had never done it and then I was like, well, you know, I'm a beginner. Like, So you guys could just be nervous together. Yeah, my thing was, well, A, I'm not very good at, I'm not good at guitar. I, like, she's not going to be able to hear the song that well. I might not keep good rhythm. I, I probably don't even know any songs she can sing. At that point in time, I only knew, like, 12 songs, and they, only one or two would you even know. Yeah. Like, I knew a CCR song that I've never even done at the mic because I don't, I don't even know if I ever memorized the lyrics completely, Bad Moon Rising, and I kind of have it in my head. And then um, the other one would probably be Fell in Love with a Girl by White Stripes. I don't even know if I was playing that then 
at the time. There was like no songs and she kept hounding me about it. And then I was like, look, I, you just give me a few, fu-. in my head, I'm thinking like, you just give me a few fucking months and come back and tell me. First of all, it's not a confidence issue. I'm just only as good as I am. Yeah. But anyway, as the mic progressed, there was like shifts. Cause you see what the audience members do while the person who's on stage is on stage. And it's been lately, man, I can see them nodding their head, nonchalant. Like, people who are eating, like the dudes at the table, they're, like, kind of just casually into it. If they're, like, at, at a family dinner. Like, last night there were a few tables of just family dinners, and the people would be kind of paying attention. Yeah. And I got a lot of people who would look up a good bit. And that's not, at an open mic, I, my big, my first takeaway at an open mic was, man, these people go up there and they play amazing, and they're super good tight musicians and they have beautiful voices but people don't even give a fuck like they're not turned off by it because it sounds good that's uh, that's the majority of the reaction yeah but i think because i a play songs they don't know b it might just have like a presence of like curiosity like what is who's this and also you play such obscure shit that yes if there's someone sitting in the crowd and they hear something that you're playing yeah, that they actually like, or oh, it's an yeah. artist that they like, and and that piques the interest, and they're like, they're blown oh, away. Oh shit! Nobody ever fucking does this. Nobody, yeah. barely anybody hears this artist or knows who this artist is. And there's this dude in downtown Bel Air, fucking. That definitely happens. That yeah. undoubtedly happens. Um, but either way, last night I could tell, and the guy I play guitar with, like there's a guy who comes up who's been playing guitar about eight years, and he'll play some lead stuff over top of me, and we just kind of jam. And he's been telling me, he goes, dude, I think that went really, every time it's like, I think that went really well. Man, way better than last time. I think that went really well. And the past few ones we've been like, you know, it's kind of just a normal set now. And yeah. we're playing with gigging musicians. Like a lot of the people who go to the open mics do gigs. Yeah. Like even the guy I play with does gigs. He's, you know, um, so that is going to be fun. I am looking forward to that. Um, and yeah, is there anything else I'm trying to think about my weekend? Nothing too specific on my end. Nah. And I, I covered the broken rib and wedding. Yeah. We, uh, we filled up some time there. We're at the 70 minute mark. Yeah. That's it. That's we're running about average. Yeah, yeah. 70 to 90 minutes. It's definitely minutes. a good time to to wrap it up. Um, yeah. It's cool with me. But I'm just thinking that there was... You know what? One last topic before we go. This is something that I've discussed a couple times this week, and I'm curious what you will say. If you could... Because it kind of annoys me that the food I like the most, taste-wise, is pretty much the most gluttonous. For the most part, like like the worst for you, like it's just like, and it, and, it, and it's kind of frustrating. But we also are living in a day and age where I've noticed that now they're even if they're not completely healthy, they're making healthier options that do taste really good and like variations. And you can find your product or two that you love. But either way, my question was, if you could take any three foods and make them the healthiest for you. So like if all you ate was one of those foods, you would get a balanced amount of everything you would need as if you were eating a healthy diet. Like like just enough protein, enough this, enough that, not too much of this, like the perfect macros and micronutrients for you, what three foods would you pick? Well, do you have a, do you have it off the top of your, or do you need a minute? My, I mean, my favorite types of foods, my 
top three in no order are Chinese, Italian, and Mexican. But can we? All right. Well, that's tough because there are. So that's but, 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 a, that, that's three can we get genres more, yeah. of food. You want to get more specific? More specific okay. is in like, all right. like for instance, like I'll, pizza is one of mine. I'll say but this: it doesn't need to be pepperoni pizza. A fucking calzone. A calzone. Yeah. Okay. And I get the large calzones, yeah. which are like a whole pizza folded in half with like two pounds of fucking mozzarella and ricotta cheese. Yeah, dude. I love it. I love I, it. I'll eat a whole a whole calzone, a whole large calzone. I'll fuck it up. I will I'm with you. From end to end, I will eat it. Well um all right, so that's food number one. Well I pizza was one of mine. So that's kind of the same that's, category. That's in so, the same ballpark, yeah. So what was your what's your next go? Um I'd say I'd say tacos, but tacos really aren't that I that mean, terrible. It depends you, what you get on them. If but you break it down. Either if, way, if you love them, if tacos went from being tacos to being the healthiest food ever, it's still a pretty sh- yeah. big shift. Because so if you love them. I, but, I love to cook, so and I love tacos, so I make a lot of tacos. Okay. And, soft or hard shell? Oh, soft. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Fucking corn tortilla. If you yeah, do dude. flour, you're fucking up. Okay. Um. So- Flour tortilla. I don't know how, how that like the health benefits from flour to corn. I'd well, imagine. Well, I mean, I'll put this: if you're using like like taco beef and you're not getting like super lean stuff, and you're putting cheese on there, and you got some salsa and some sour cream, and you're using a um a soft shell, it's probably not the healthiest food. You probably no, could dude. pick that one. I do. I do. I do like street tacos. Fucking meat, onion, cilantro, lime. Okay. That's it. All right. Well, okay. So it's so, not, it's, it, I guess if you were to break it down in, in, a, in a, a broad spectrum, it's not the worst thing for you. It's not like a fucking Snickers bar. Well, it's either on the table or off the table, and we'll move on to a second, either a second or a third one that. And then, I mean, any Chinese food, any Chinese food's not good, but. Like um, the new, like lo mein or any shrimp lo mein. Shrimp lo mein. You I like will that? Tear oh, that I up. love it, dude. Oh, man. See, now that you got me thinking about it, I do love beef lo mein. And it's so, like, and Chinese gives you so fucking much. Yeah. When, and when, I can't, I can't, once I open it, I can't fucking stop. I never leave something on my plate. No, no, no. I eat every fucking thing in I'm front a, of me. I am dude. a devout member to the Clean Plate Club. Yeah. Um, so mine, I thought about this a little oh, bit though. Let me, or go ahead. What do you say? I'll do uh, beef and broccoli. Beef and broccoli. Yeah, I know that shit can't be good for you because every time I eat it, it gives me diarrhea. But do you want diarrhea? Okay, so like that's part of the thing to consider. Okay, so is, despite it being healthy, like you're still eating that before going to work. You're still eating that and having to live a life. So I, I, that was something I considered, and like I made watermelon one of mine because all day I would eat watermelon, and then at night I would eat pizza and ice cream. I wanted ice cream, pizza, and watermelon, and I wanted the rule for ice cream to be I could put whatever in it. So yeah. if I want to make it with oh, cookies or no, peanut butter, dude, ice cream's a good one. Ice, I, I figured those three things I could live on. Yeah, it, watermelon, dude, during the day. If all if you gave wait, are I could you eat, saying watermelon's not good for you? Well, it doesn't have like if there's all no you nutrition. Ate was watermelon, if you looked at the benefits, a what makes up its calories? It wow. doesn't have any fat and it doesn't have any protein. That's not good off the bat. Yeah. It just has carbs, Sh- sugar, sugar and water. Carbs from sugar probably are what's doing it. And then it's ninety something percent water. It does have some good 
um, like it's got this thing, citrulline in it that's good for muscles and circulation and some other stuff. But in general, no, you're not going to be able to. You couldn't sustain on it. It's not the same as, I mean, it's not the same thing as eating like chicken and, and yeah. kale and all that together. Um, it, but in general, and I could eat it to the point where yeah, I had to keep in mind this, I need something that I could eat all the time and watermelon, dude, like I would just eat watermelon instead of drinking water. Yeah. It tastes so good. And they have seedless watermelon down now where it, a good watermelon is so refreshing and crisp. That's the thing. Yeah. It's nice to have one option that's refreshing and, and kind of light and, but pizza all day, any day. Wegman's pizza. Wegman's pizza's good as shit. Off the hook. Yeah. So good. I I wish I would have thought about ice cream because that's a good one. You yeah, you could if I get if I get a pint of Ben and Jerry's, it's not C in the morning. The other thing to consider is you might want complimentary things like salty sweet. Well, as something I mean, if it's very similar to something else, you might like the variety. You might there's like a variety nature of like well, what would be my dessert of choice? What would be my main course? Unless you don't like desserts and you're like, well, I really love wings. I really love pizza. I really love burgers. Boom, three. Yeah. But they're similar in a way. Yeah. You know. So um, you would do it as a breakfast, lunch, and dinner type? Well, I already do the intermittent fasting, and I like that idea. I don't like eating too much during the day yeah. before doing much. I do that um, kind of on accident. I just don't eat. Oh, bre- yeah. I just don't eat breakfast or lunch, and then I pretty much just eat dinner. It's not like I set out to say I'm gonna uh, have an eight hour eating window and right. fast for sixteen. That's just how it happens. And I, I'm after like a couple years of doing it, I'm more so just like gray area with it. But but most days of the week, I probably make it sixteen hours. Occasionally, I do twenty four hours, and then sometimes I'll do like a borderline fast. Like I'll have like some greens drink. That might have like 180 calories. And then, you know, I might do that in the morning and then I won't do anything till later. But I would just eat watermelon during the day. If you told me that, that would fill me up enough. I would eat watermelon all the time, whenever I was thirsty or hungry. And then at the end of the night, pizza and fucking ice cream, dude. See, that- and peanut butter in my ice cream. You better believe there's peanut butter oh, yeah. and cookies and gimme it all. Pizza, pizza, I could do. I, I'm when it comes to eating, I'm all about texture. Yeah, and the the texture of melted cheese is, dude, just. I know it's like real cliche to be like, oh, cheese, bacon, and tacos type deal. Like those saying that kind of shit. Like, oh, I don't I put- even like cheese, and I like cheese. You get what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a cheese guy. Pizza, you put it on a melted on a sub, any, any cheese stick sub, any melted cheese. I, I Fuck, don't, yeah, I dude. fucking mozzarella hate, sticks. Hell yeah, I, I hate just having like uh, a cold turkey sandwich with a slice of cheese on it. I, I don't, cheese has got to be fucking melted. That's tough for me. I've gotten better about it, but I don't like it enough to even really want to do it. Um, I definitely. Yeah, it's funny because like even grilled cheese to me tastes good. I like a grilled cheese Dude, sandwich. That's so good. Just grilled cheese and tomato soup. Why can't, is that with cheese? I don't know. It's gotta. It's gotta. You don't hear that talked about too much. Like that's a very big thing. I bet you a lot of people only like cheese um, melted. Melted. I, I'm one of them. And it's weird. It's almost like cooked. Could you eat cold pizza? 
No. Oh, that's tough I, for me. I can't. Too, I, I can't eat cold pizza. If there's p- leftover pizza, I have to heat it up. Yeah, you know what? You're right about that. I, I definitely like it more melted. It. People say like, uh, there's no such thing as bad pizza. No, cold pizza is bad pizza. Yeah. In my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I. But it's just funny because when I think about the, my favorite foods and the things that that taste the best to me, man, they're almost all the worst. Yeah. Almost all the worst for you. What a weird world that is. The literally the best tasting things <laughs> are the worst for you. And that that's just kind of what industrialization has done, right? Yeah. Or just just that's kind of the art of making pop tarts. But why does it have to be unhealthy and why why can't they why can't there be somebody out there who's like, "Man, we can make pop tarts, but they they're good for you, dude." And even it's 2019. Even some of that alternative stuff that they they make like healthy alternatives, it's just not the fucking same. It usually it tastes bad or it's not that healthy. Yeah. It's rare that it does. Like, I eat them Lenny and Larry's cookies. At the end of the day, they got 400 calories and they got a ton of sugar. Yeah. Yeah, they got some fiber. Yeah, they got some protein, So but... you're losing one and adding another type yeah. deal there's honestly a chance that 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 slice of 7-eleven pizza is similar enough yeah probably not that far oh, off. oh dude a fresh slice of 7-eleven pizza yeah you get that shit right so out good. of the oven it's good dude it they, their that, pizza's good that is some of the better pizza there is and it's unique yeah. it has its own taste that's mm-hmm. very very distinct mm-hmm. i like it i mean i i really love hand-tossed Italian-style pizza that's together. Like, I don't want it falling apart and sloppy. Yeah. But if you go to, like, a, um Italian pizza that's, place. I, I I let the pizza cool down a little bit just to let that cheese solidify a little yes. bit. Just so it holds together and doesn't fall apart. Yeah, the grease goes away a little or some shit. Or I don't know what happens. But, yeah, the cheese definitely starts to form. That That's important in a pizza. Yo, I hate yeah. when it falls apart. And I will damp off some of the... Some of the uh, cheese. I don't with with if it's too greasy. I let it go, and so then do I. Do you dip... like a lot of meats? Uh, uh, like on pizza or just meat in general? I mean, on pizza. Not actually. You know what? Not really. Who the hell can eat a works pizza? You got like black olives uh, and the all oh, sorts Supreme? of onions. A Supre- Supreme. What did I say? Works. Yeah, some people Same call that thing. the works. Yeah. Same thing. Supreme pizza, though. Usually, I know it sounds funny, but I. Taking, we used to call it the works at the pizza shop I worked at, but a lot of times they call it works. And then, but when you see it on a box, like in a frozen pizza, it's supreme. Uh, black olives ruin everything, especially pizza. Why do you, what is up with people who just order a sub? They don't even ask what it comes on. I'll just take everything. What do you want? Everything. You see that a lot. People are I just do, for cheesesteaks. I say, I wish that was my taste buds. For cheesesteak, I'll say everything, no mushrooms. Okay, so you like all that other kind of stuff on it, too. Well, because when you say everything for a cheesesteak, it's lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise, hots. Onions? Oh, yeah, and onions. Onions, yeah. Nine times out of ten, they're not putting green peppers on there. Okay. But if they do, I'm- Now, think about a pizza. The taste of a pizza that's cheese, sauce, and crust, and then think about what it tastes like to bite into it, and you've got black olives and onions. it ruins it. Even ham. There's like ham on some works pizza, and the sausage, and the pepperoni, and- I don't like- What in the hell? When it comes to pizza, I'll I'll eat just about any, but if I had my choice, it would go cheese first, top of the list, every time. Straight cheese pizza. 
from like a pizzeria or something yeah. like that. And then maybe like pepperoni's number two. Yeah, I like pep. Yeah, I like I like those. And fucking Hawaiian. Yeah. Sometimes they get bacon and pepperoni. See, I don't I don't know about Hawaiian for me a ton, but ham is actually the one that I think tastes weird to me on pizza. I'm I just don't like that that style for me. Yeah. I love it. Um it and and I will this will be the last thing I'll say on on the topic of food and then we can <laughs> whatever you want to say and we'll wrap it up. Um something that's odd to me with that stuff is when I look at a works pizza, I think and I two a few things I think this on. How does a person eat that? And then when I order a burger, I'll get it with just, you know, ketchup and cheese, maybe bacon. And I'm like, this is a big burger. I have to, like, kind of squeeze manage it. it. Yeah. How the fuck do people eat this burger with tomato, lettuce, a pickle, mayonnaise that's slopping all off the place, or, like, a sub? And it's like, oh, it, when I just get meat, cheese, and ketchup, and it's messy, how do people manage when it's all that, or pizza that's, that's Dude, supreme? I get my burgers with an over-easy egg on them. That's tough. It's awesome. Is it? Does it get all over you? Yeah. God. I mean, you can you can kind of work around it so it doesn't like you're not all slapped up. Yeah. But for the most part, what when you pick up when when you pick up your cheesesteak subs and you order them that way, do you expect it to just kind of be dripping and getting everywhere? It's it's all on how you handle it. So if I get a cheesesteak sub with everything when I open it, if I get like carry out or something when I open it up. I'll take a fork or a knife or something. I'll push it all down into the into the roll and then Man, close it up. It's not just about how you handle it because sometimes you're looking at a <laughs> sub roll where it's like, God, they cut it too far in, and now that that thing's getting soggy and that strip starts to fall apart, and then it's dripping from the bottom strip. The last bite of a cheesesteak sub is the best bite. The where best all bite. the juices yeah. get sopped up into the bread. Do you try to like eat a piece that has a little bit of everything last, or does it you just get that corner of bread? Um, no, I try and get no, no, no. Is I try meat? and get meat. Yeah, me too. On the last bite, like, like I, I hate when the last bite of my pizza is that little burnt piece of crust in the corner. I'll eat the crust first sometimes. Yeah, if I can, if I can manage the yeah. pizza. See, that's one. It depends on the pizza. Yeah, you do that to the wrong pizza because you're holding an obstacle. It's like harder to hold up than one of them balloons that are filled <laughs> with water that slide out of your hands. You pick up that pizza and shit. You think you're gonna grab? I do the instinct. I've had cheese falling off, and I put my other hand out <laughs> to catch all, it. To catch it, and then I just caught a bunch of cheese and sauce all over myself. Oh God, food is tough for me, man. Because I'm a, I I think I don't know why I'm a messy eater. I try to be very particular and like think about it. But how in the hell do people manage a works pizza, a 16 inch, real long one, thin, like a you fold it, God, or you fork and knife. I it. think that people are listening and they're like these fucking men. Don't they realize people? A lot of people eat pizza with forks and knives. Well, you're a fucking idiot if you yeah. eat your pizza with a I'm fork and a knife. I'm not eating my pizza <laughs> Mike's, with a fork Mike's, and a knife. Mike's taking some strong stances. That's mine. You're a fucking idiot. At least when Steve talked about managing his how you handle it, he's talking about like rolling the shit up and like <laughs> packing it in with a fork and stuff. Like he's still picking that up with his hand. Well, because that's because food is like one of my all-time passions. Yeah. And I just, I love cooking. I love eat. I love the physical act of eating. I love flavor. I just, I, I, I don't know. It, it makes me feel something. You know what? I got a thing of oatmeal cream pies yesterday. 
How oh, good are oatmeal the little, cream pies? The little Debbie ones. What an uninspected thing to be amazing. Yeah. Like oatmeal cookies. First of all, have you ever even heard of an oatmeal cookie that doesn't have raisins? <laughs> what is this like a gingerbread oatmeal cookie? What is that thing? I've never even heard of that cookie. Just sell me those cookies. Give me those cookies and dipping sauce. Give me dipping cream. Was it? It was the little Debbie's. The little Debbie. Who yeah. else makes oatmeal cream pies? I don't know. I don't think it exists. They're the only people, <laughs> and it's just for that product. And they got them in little sizes. They got them in big sizes. And they got double deckers. Wait, they have big they have ones. Du- they- I thought they just had the the one size. Well, that's size. normal. The, that that's the big size. When you buy them in a box, sometimes they have like twelve mini ones or six big ones. Yeah. I've never seen you've that. Seen, you've never seen the ones that are like, like, um, yeah, like the normal, the normal, like three inches. When you inches. buy them in a store and they're 99 cents or whatever they are, that's a big one. The individual? Yeah, the individual. When you buy them in a store, when you see them at highs or wherever you see them, that's going to be the bigger one. When you, mm-hmm. when you, chances are, I've never seen them in store tiny. When you buy them in a box, you might get the small ones. Yeah, and you have to dust a, a half a box just to be satisfied. Yeah. Oh my God. They're they, they're great. They are fucking good. What is that cookie? I don't know. Oatmeal. It, gingerbread a little or something. It's right? oatmeal. It's oatmeal. It doesn't even have oats in it. Candy cakes too. They took all of the shit you don't like out of an oatmeal raisin cookie. They're like, you know what? Them shits can be too crunchy. Get rid of that. Because like I can eat an this, oatmeal raisin cookie that's soft. This bitch is gonna be moist, and yeah. we're gonna put cream in the middle of it. You know what? Oats. They're no fucking gone. Oats. Yeah, we're gonna still oh, gonna call it oatmeal. steel cut steel cut oats. Fuck that out. Raisins Raised out. out. Immediately out. <laughs> what is up with Tasty Cake? You ever the Tasty Cake pies? Do you ever look at them? They got the apple pie, the little basic apple pie with no icing, and then there's French apple pie. With the icing. But guess what else it has? Raisins. Ra- it's like, yeah. I, damn it, I want the icing. On the good <sighs> pie. You you ruin the French apple pie with the fucking bomb-ass icing yeah. by putting raisins in the fucking mixture. You're a tasty cake. Put icing on all of them, dummy. <laughs> Who's buying these things? Oh, the icing's too much. It's a fucking tasty cake. Uh, it does it, someone that's counting calories isn't going to be like ah, I want it that tasty cake apple pie, but it's got icing on it. Sorry, no. Who doesn't want the icing on the pie that's buying? I've seen people. I've seen the people who buy tasty cake pies. Dude, those the frosted cherry pies. Yeah, the, that come in like the weird wax paper wrapping. I know what you're talking about. I will fuck them up. All day. They're good. The pockets. They're like yeah, the, yeah. They're, they're like, like the taco. The turnover. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are good. I will tell you this, and I just got this. The hostess, I think, has a blueberry one. Sometimes you buy a packaged glazed product, and I've had other people verify that it does it to them too, and you eat it, and it leaves a film on the top of your mouth, almost as if you had taken shortening and smeared it all up in the top of your mouth, and it sits there for like 15 minutes, and all I can think of is like, nobody cares about this. Like the people who make this product are satisfied. They're like, Hey, we have to do it. It's that's how we make glazed and preservatives or whatever. They just wait the pros and cons. Like I will bring it in one time for you. You're going to be shocked. I know what you're talking about. Am I right? That's bizarre. It just, it just doesn't bother me to that. It's dude. It coats the whole inside of your mouth (laughs) in a very weird way. Never eaten anything else that does that. I know. I know. Fuck, it hurts to laugh, but I know what you're talking about. But I've never been, it's never been like a, oh man, I just ate this pie, but this fucking film. Dude, it's, (laughs) it it lingers, man. 
You could be drinking a whole 20 ounce carbonated beverage. That shit ain't, it's just passing through. It's It's like fat. The, the saliva takes a long time to, it, water doesn't do shit to it. What are you going to use? You got to like brush it. You're like taking your finger and you're and looking at it. And it's like, why is it so much fat? Or it's, it is like a shortening product. It's like a, a yeah. fatty film. It's probably not coming from the glaze. It's probably coming from the pastry. Like you were saying, if you think it's fat, that's probably where it's coming from. I think it's, it's typically in the glazed ones, though. The donut. We'll, it's a donut. we'll have to test it then. I'm gonna bring them in. I know exactly. It's the it's a blueberry cake uh, donut. Hostess does it, and I think some glazed honey buns do it. Some of the honey buns do it to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's always the glaze. It's like, man, you can't come up with some other shit to put on this. We'll just like run it through the zebra cake machine thing, just white icing all over it. Oh, I haven't had zebra cakes in a while. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. Fuck it. We, um, we could do. We could talk about. We'll talk about food next time. What time is it? Uh, I don't know what time it is, but I do know we've been recording for ninety minutes. It's five twenty-four. All right, I'm gonna bolt. Mike's got that was lot, fun. Mike's got a lot of shit to do. Cool. That was a good one. I uh, yeah, I liked it. It was good, fun. Well, I'll even have to think back to even when I list it. Provocative. To what we even talked about, but it was good. Yeah. Awesome. All right, dude. Talk to you next time. Later.